Sometimes, all you need in a shootout is a canine and your trusty gun. But nature's tricky, and you can't always see your target with just your eyes. The western diamondback rattlesnake can see through the fog, dust, and darkness that covers this here frontier, and it's mighty glad it can. From stem to stern, this veritable killing machine is built for catching varmints of all shapes and sizes, which makes it the perfect specimen of the Wild West, where the law is life, death, and taxonomy. Welcome back to Life, Death, and Taxonomy. It's your 30 minutes of interesting animal info. I'm Joe. And I'm Carlos. And today we're talking about a moody snack with a bejeweled back and a baby toy for a butt. But more on that later. A snack? Snack. Oh. Uh-huh. <laughs> <laughs> a snack, yeah. It's a real... It's, it's a snack. It's a good snake. Uh, but yeah, we're talking about the, the, uh, the, the rattlesnake. You got some names for us? Well, what kind of rattlesnake? A good one. One of the best. <laughs> the best rattlesnake. It's uh, it's the, the Western Diamondback Rattlesnake. You know yeah. what? You love it. You might not love it. Yeah, I, I bet you a lot of people don't love it. If you ever got bit by it, you probably don't love it. Unless you're like... A snake handler? Yeah. And then you're like, even though I got bit by one, I'm still going out there touching the snakes. <laughs> Like people who get bit by sharks and then keep surfing? No, well, if you're a snake handler, you get bit and you continue to handle snakes, it's different than, like, continue surfing because you don't want to get and interact with a shark when you're surfing. You don't want to get bit by a shark and you don't want to get bit by a rattlesnake. No, but you are you're purposefully touching a snake. <laughs> so you're just, asking for it even more. Just for the heck of it, too. Okay. <laughs> oh, wait, snake handlers, certain types of snake handlers do it for the... T- heck of it yeah i was imagining a zoosman or something oh no a zoosman they like they have good reason <laughs> um don't diss on the zoosman <laughs> unless you're a bad zoosman that sounds like a dr seuss book don't diss on the zoosman <laughs> <laughs> anyway the western diamondback rattlesnake um we're just gonna call it here actually we won't they're just i couldn't think of very good nicknames so um i went with alliteration so okay. here it goes the Angriatrix. Nice. Okay, that's a, that's whatever, you know. Um, also, the Righteous Radiation Rattlesnake. That's a little bit better. Not quite as good. Here's the coup de grace, and let's see if I can do it. The Vivacious Ovoviviparous Viper. Okay, those are words. Some I know some of those words. Yeah. We're going to go over <laughs> Not that middle one. Ovoviviporosity, which I assume is the word for that, later. That sounds pretty good and metal over the porosity yeah uh would you like to know what science calls it sure if you if you got time uh yeah i got time okay i just checked my watch i got some time you didn't you're not wearing a watch well i have a phone phones in the new watch <laughs> sure uh it's in the kingdom you know love and are inside of kingdom animalia get me out no you're stuck <laughs> i want to go to kingdom fungi <laughs> just gotta be a real fun guy to get into the fun guy kingdom or go into some sort of green pipe they can go into the mushroom kingdom <laughs> sure uh phylum cordata timely mario reference <laughs> uh mario's always timely super smash Bros. just came out that's true uh oh wait wait merry christmas everyone 
Uh, this is coming out Christmas Day. Oh, really? Yeah. The, I'm glad we picked a very festive animal. Yeah, definitely should have picked a Christmas animal. And I thought about that halfway through researching this and like, dang, I could have just switched to something. I mean, it's got a baby toy for a butt. Toys are made made by Santa. Yep. Santa gives them to babies. And rattlesnakes. Yeah. All these all these rattlesnakes are good boys, apparently. All of them. Yeah, they all have rattles. All the snakes that don't have rattles are on the naughty list. Yep, they are cursed by God. <laughs> <laughs> to crawl on their bellies and eat the dust. Uh, some he- some heel bruising and some head smashing going on here. But they still have a spine. Which puts them in? Phylum chordata. Awesome. That good. Uh, they're in the class Reptilla. Reptilia, right? Yeah, Reptilia. Right. Is Reptilla the song? Reptilla is the stroke song, I think. Oh, okay. <laughs> Order uh, Squamata. Yeah, we've, we've been there before. We've been here because it was, I know what Squamata is with me. Uh, that, was, that was not the way to say that. <laughs> uh, suborder Serpentes. Yeah, you have to include the suborder here because it's, it's just, fun. It's just, it works so well. Uh, a family Viper a day. A Viper a day keeps the doctor right real, by your side. Right by your side at all moments. Yeah, keep. keep. <laughs> Highly intensive treatment <laughs> keeps you in the hospital at all times. <laughs> where does these? Where does he keep getting these snakes? <laughs> There's too many snakes in this monkey fighting hospital. <laughs> that's the that's the sequel. That's the S- snakes in a hospital. No, the sequel is a viper a day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, genus Crotalus. Mm-hmm. And. Uh, the species binomial name is Crotalus atrox, making this the most phonetic taxonomy we've ever done. And I love it. Well, you just is like it's everything was really easy to say and read. Well, that's what's nice about Latin is that it's or, or Greek um, is that it's usually like as long as you read it, you know how to pronounce it. It's just putting it all this giant word together. Well, sometimes there's like sense. too many vowels. In a oh, vowel. that's true. Like A E A I I, yeah, <laughs> or whatever that was. But yeah, there we are. The Crotalus atrox. Yeah, at Atrix, the angry Atrix. Mm-hmm. And he's kind of angry. I don't hey. know how he got himself onto the nice list. All vipers look pretty angry. Speaking of how vipers look, let me let me talk about his description. All right. In case you're driving and you can't Google it, uh, or you can't look at Brian's amazing art, at X. At Zan and Amaru on Twitter. <laughs> People are going to type in Zan and Amaru and get X, it wrong. X, no vowel, Namaru. Yeah. Yeah. The letter X, Namaru. Just click on the link. Or Namaru. On ldtaxonomy.com. Absolutely. Here's what they look like. The Western Diamondback Rattlesnake is a brown snake of modest girth and a long, scaly body. I, I, I hope to, to one day be of modest girth. <laughs> Uh, its head is thicker Ooh, than its neck. Girth, you're being modest. <laughs> <laughs> its head is thicker than its neck and has that typical bulbous viper-shaped head. Unlike the rubber boa, which I think is the only other snake that we've covered on this podcast. That's true. Boas have a different head shape, usually. Yes. But uh, the rubber boa, remember, was like its head was exactly the same size as oh, its yeah. body, so like you couldn't tell what was the head and the tail. That's true. It has black, brown, and off-white diamonds on its back. 
that give it its signature name. Mm-hmm. Uh, and its tail comes to that infamous rattle that is typically cream-colored or yellow. Good. Now you know what it looks like. But what is it, 10, ten stories tall? No. What, is it, what does it taste like? <laughs> no. <laughs> People eat it. People do eat it. I've had a, a snake. Rattlesnake. I've eaten a snake before. I don't think it was a rattlesnake, though. But uh, if you were to eat it, how much would you be able to eat if you ate a whole rattlesnake? Let's find out how big uh-huh. it is. <laughs> <laughs> You're going to go by stomach sizes? In the listener's favorite part of the show, the segment of segments, introduced to, to you by you, a listener. I understand we have a very special listener. Do we? Yeah. Shakira? Oh, that's right. I'm so excited. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to I was going to say a human. What this is going to be not only is it a listener, but it's an animal. Isn't that great? Shakira herself <laughs> is weighing in on this podcast. That's right. The she-wolf. <laughs> Is that one of her songs? I think so. Something with a wolf. I thought that was pink. I think it's Shakira. I like to believe it's Shakira. Okay. Anyway, Shakira the dog uh, is introducing this measure up segment. The dog's hips lie just a little bit. Yeah. Not very trustworthy. Prone to dysplasia. (laughs) (laughs) She is an English bulldog. (laughs) Yes, she is. Uh, Without further ado, the listener's favorite part of the show. Those were words. Yeah, I heard measure up. Definitely. You you all heard it. This dog can speak human words. <laughs> Just play that back. Maybe slow it down. You'll play, hear it. Play it backwards. Yeah. Like a Led Zeppelin this album. This is Paul is dead if you play it backwards. <laughs> Paul is dead? That's a real thing that happens if you play a certain Beatles album backwards. I thought it was like like Hail Satan or something like that. Not Beatles. Oh, no, that's that's Led Zeppelin. Yeah. All right, never mind. Also, don't hail Satan. You didn't, no, don't. Definitely don't. Unless it's fiery <laughs> hail. <laughs> <laughs> that's true. Uh, very large baseball-sized hails. That, that's sure to hurt him. <laughs> uh, here we go. Let's, let's get straight into length. 120 centimeters, or four feet, is the typical length for a snake. They can top out at seven feet. Which is ultra rare, but apparently has been seen before. That's a big snake. It is a big snake. But how many rattlesnakes go into the depth of Chase Field, home of the Arizona Diamondbacks, from home plate to center field? The depth? The depth, that's what they call it, from home plate to center field. The depth of the field. What is center field? The middle of the outfield. Huh. It's a position as well. Okay, okay. Center field. In, in like, lower leagues, you play right and left center. This is going to be bad because I have, I have no idea where... <laughs> I mean, I assume it's in the center, but, like, I don't know... It's, I don't know where the the baseball diamond is in reference to the rest of the field. I you, mean, I know You it's, know where the outfield is. Yeah, but I don't know how big it is. I don't, I don't know how much field there is. I mean, they have to run a lot, right? They do. <laughs> Yeah, you have to be fast to be in the outfield. Okay, okay. But here's a hint, seeing, seeing as how you're struggling. The deepest outfield in the MLB is Comerica Park in Detroit, well, which is the home of the, the Tigers, the Detroit, Detroit Tigers. They're not all the same size? No. So then it's, so depending on where you're playing, you can hit a home run more easily? Yes. That's dumb. <laughs> 
It's like, so, you know, the sluggers just go to the right field and then they can just knock them out of the park. Well, look at it this way also. Like, uh, what is the name of Wrigley Field, uh, where the Cubs play? Where the gum is. Where the Cubs play. They have a brick wall as their back wall. Every other field, almost every other field, has a, like, a padded like wall. So the players have to just ram themselves yeah, into, into a the brick, brick wall. wall. <laughs> There's a hedge. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. There's variables in baseball. I used to... <laughs> there shouldn't be. This should be standardized. Let's, co- let's codify this sport. Make it a make real... Make it all brick walls. Make it a real one. Um, I used to know how far the home plate was from the pitcher's mound, but I don't think that would help me. Let's say... 100 feet. Sounds like a lot. Mm-hmm. This sounds like a, no. It doesn't sound like a lot. It sounds like good. It sounds like a good. Okay. Um, and this is seven. Mm-hmm. We're doing the max. Like the max is the seven foot snake. Or are we doing the average? The which four, is a four, four feet. Okay. I guess I'll go with like twenty four. The depth of the field is a little bit more than four hundred feet. Oh, my goodness. And the answer is one hundred and one point seven. Diamondback rattlesnakes. Well, I would have gotten that pretty close to right had I, <laughs> yeah, had I known that it was four hundred. That's really, that's not even the biggest one. Forty-story building the on one its is side, like four hundred and fifty or something. Yeah, gracious, bigger me. than you think. Most things are. Yeah, as we've learned. <laughs> Weight. Let's talk about it. Uh, they can be between one point two and two point seven kilograms, or three to six pounds. Average that at like 4.5 pounds. Uh, how many Cullinan diamonds, the largest diamond ever found, go into the average diamondback rattlesnake? Hmm. A diamond. I'm picturing the pink panther here. Well, this is a raw diamond. So pretty hefty. Well, the pink panther is pretty or, hefty. Or a rough diamond, rather. Meaning uncut. Un- unhewn. Uh, but here's a hint. The diamond was found in the Cullinan mine in South Africa in 1905 and put on sale in London where no one wanted to buy it for two years. Then it was bought by the then-British-ruled Transvaal colony and presented to King Edward VII on his birthday. The, the rough stone was produ- uh, produced nine cut diamonds, and the largest of which was 530.4 carats. And it's the head of the sovereign scepter with a cross, which is a piece of the crown jewels. I don't know what you said, but I think it's going to be about like four pounds. I actually did give you some hint. I said the the weight of the largest diamond that was cut from it, which was 403 carats. I don't know. I didn't know carrots carrots aren't a measurement of weight, are yeah, they? they are. They are? Yeah. I thought it was like sparkliness. <laughs> I mean, no. That's dumb. Just measure it in grams, like drugs. <laughs> <laughs> like, a, like a like a good wholesome drug dealer. All right. Um, I mean, I remember Blood Diamond. Yeah. That movie with Leonardo DiCaprio in it. Yeah. The guy got a like what was the the MacGuffin for the whole movie, which was apparently a really big diamond, which looks not that big compared to most rocks that I've seen. So, um, except for sand. Sand's usually pretty small. Um, uh, so, yeah, I think like like a, yeah, maybe like a, a, a pomegranate. 
size. Okay. So that would put it, in my humble estimate, I'm still going to go with four pounds. That's, this is four pounds of like a crystal? I guess, yeah. Okay. I, don't, I don't know how much four pounds is. <laughs> Based on your reaction, I feel like I need to need a, uh, pump up. Here, I'll give you a, pump, another pump hint. Pump it up a notch. The entire colon and diamond was 3,106 carats. So... Let's say that a carrot is a gram, a nautical gram. <laughs> um, I still don't know how much that is. Uh, the answer is a little more than three cullen and diamonds. So you are you are almost correct. You said four. What? Oh, you didn't say the thing. Dang it. I <laughs> thought you said four, four snakes. Nope, I said four pounds. Okay. Well, that's ruined. Yeah. You've ruined it. I'm still keeping it. Are you? There was too much hint <laughs> to cut it out. All right. So three Cullen and... The first time in this show that I have not been able to guess. Jump the gun a little bit. <laughs> well, okay. So you said it was four pounds, which I think that's... That's... is going to be about one Cullen... It's going to be a to one, one yeah. to one. Yeah. So the... The, the real col- one is... 621 grams. All right. Can we be done? We're done. Oh, thank Let's you. Let's talk about where it is. Thank you. Please. Yes, please. It lives in arid regions of the U.S. and Mexico from Arkansas. Arkansas. Ar- to Arkansas. Arkansas. Uh, to California and as far south as Hidalgo, Mexico. Um, I've seen that movie. It enjoys grasslands, plains, rocky terrain, deserts, scrub, and pine forests. As long as it's arid, it's down to hang out wherever. Nice. Uh, if you're driving on a rural road at 7 p.m. in the southwest, watch out. They seem to like asphalt roads and stretch out on them in the early evening to collect some of the heat of the blacktop accumulates throughout the day. Mm-hmm. So, it's, so don't run over no snakes. Well, it's not like it's going to be a... Danger to you. You're just going to kill a bunch of snakes. Yeah, don't kill snakes if you don't have to. Yeah, if you don't... <laughs> don't don't peel off the road to miss a snake, but, you know, keep an eye out. Okay. Uh, let's get to some fast facts. Old DB, Diamondback, is, solid, is a solitary animal and definitely identifies as an introvert. Me too. Throughout the fall and winter, it seeks out nice, quiet days, curling up on a sun-soaked rock with a nice book. Except for the part with the book. <laughs> <laughs> Except for the part where reading is involved. <laughs> yeah. Unless there's a book on the rock and he just happens to be near it. Yeah, he Then he will he have... He will be doing it with the book. Yeah, he will have curled up next to a nice book. <laughs> <laughs> well, it depends on the book. <laughs> yeah, it has to be a nice book for that to be true. <laughs> curls up next to the Necronomicon. <laughs> <laughs> That's very on brand for a snake, though. <laughs> it does have a neurotoxin. Uh, so, if it gets cold... Enough, uh, DB will brewmate. I think we talked about this before. Ew. It's a, a type of hibernation that reptiles like to do. That's fine. <laughs> <laughs> Bruh, mate. Come on. Uh, like, it's dur- like marinate, but with bros. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I don't like that. <laughs> like in a hot tub. <laughs> uh, during brumation, the snake will spend most of its time sleeping. Only getting up for a glass of water. Hold the glass. Snakes may eat more in preparation for brumation, which is the name of my next metal album. 
Just brumation? Preparation for brumation. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you were into that kind of stuff. <laughs> Uh, rattlesnakes are poor climbers and prefer to keep their bellies firmly planted on the ground. Where, as is their curse. Where they belong. <laughs> <laughs> um, although some, some are pretty good at hide. Uh, some snakes are good at climbing. These are not. Uh, they like to eat voles, rats, prairie dogs, mice, rabbits, squirrels, moles, lizards, birds, and large insects. Voles and moles. Yep. They may get eaten by birds of prey, roadrunners, hogs, and other snakes. Roadrunners? Yeah. Hmm. I always wouldn't... thought roadrunners were small. Roadrunners are like chicken size, I think. They'd have a tough time with a seven-foot snake. They must eat them as young. Seven-foot feet, feet, snake. Seven feet. Seven-foot snakes. Seven. Snakes that are seven feet long. Se- snakes that are seven feet. Seven-foot snakes. <laughs> A foot snake sounds horrifying. <laughs> it does. Just one foot. Uh, it's a serpentipod. Mm, I'm using my taxonomical lingo there. Uh, to make up names, make up animals that don't exist. Anyway, that's very rare. There are very few seven foot snakes. Rattlesnakes. In the world. Of the diamondback variety. Okay. Most of them are about four feet. So... I don't know uh, how resilient these roadrunners are, but they make it happen. Maybe maybe it is the young. They are to the rattlesnake with the mongoose is to the king cobra. Something that eats it? Something that you don't think would defeat a snake, but then does. Okay, yes. Uh, Old DB is very aggressive when it's threatened, even compared to other rattlesnakes. Uh, It's more likely to stand its ground, if it could stand. Uh, rather than flee, um, it <laughs> it will first shake its rattle to warn aggressors, uh, and if the tail fails, they will strike. If the tail fails, yeah. So if you're hiking in the southwest and you hear a rattle, that's your first warning. Your second warning is no bi- warning at a, all. A bite it's on the ankle. Bit. Yeah. <laughs> It's a one-strike policy. <laughs> Back to baseball. <laughs> and also striking is what snakes do. Yeah. yeah. So it works on all kinds of levels with this episode. Yes. Are you done? I am finished. That's it? Are you not, I thought you were going to talk about the fact that this is this snake accounts for the most deaths by venomous snake in the U.S. It does because it is the most aggressive. Yes. All right, so here's some fast facts before we get into the major fact. Uh, snakes are deaf to airborne sounds. All snakes. Did you know that? I do now. So their hiss is not for any other snake. They never communicate with that. They just hiss at you, <laughs> assuming that you hear it. So I thought those they were... They rattle weird. for other snakes. No, they rattle for... I mean, for, they, for they, just they, you. They rattle for predators. Yes. So they can't. They, they don't communicate they can, with other snakes. They can hear like other that. rattles. Interessante. Well, unless like anything that vibrates the ground, they okay, can, they can feel. A but flying like, snake rattling its tail would not be heard <laughs> by other snakes. I don't think those two, uh, those two subspecies, subfamilies of snake inter, intertwine. If there. you picked up a snake and threw it, it probably wouldn't make a sound because there's no, because there's no one there to hear it. Yeah. If he was trying to alert its friends. <laughs> Being thrown. <laughs> it wouldn't do that, just because it would be pointless. Also, the Western Diamondback Rattlesnake is... Let's do this again. 
Ovoviviparous. 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 It gives birth to life. Yes. Yeah. It, so it, it, I got that just because of the words. Because of ovo. Yeah, ovo vivid. And then vivid. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So it like it it uh, snakes have leathery eggs instead of um, hard shelled eggs like birds do. Um, so the egg is in the snake, and the 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 baby snakes uh, hatch before leaving the mother. Mm-hmm. So uh, it's not like a ma- mammalian live birth, but it is live birth. So a viper has something in it that, a word that applies to it that has the word viper in it, and it has nothing to do with being a viper. Interessante. Mm-hmm. Um, and they, uh, the average uh, western diamondback rattlesnake lives for about 10 to 25 years. It's a long time for a snake, I think. I think. <laughs> <laughs> All right, so here is where the fact gets major. Rattlesnakes are pit vipers, which is what I initially wanted to do for this episode. But then I was like, oh, man, pit vipers are like an entire family of snakes. So I need yes. to pick a genus and a species. So I went with the Western Diamondback Rattlesnake um, because it's so deadly. And they're so named because they feature in uh, Indiana Jones in that pit. Yep. Actually, those, those are cobras and boa constrictors. Those were no <laughs> any snake that's in that pit is a pit viper, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and the descendants of those snakes are what we're dealing with today. No, <laughs> uh, they are named that because they have small, believe it or not, pits, like armpits. Yeah, <laughs> it's really awkward. <laughs> they only have they have no arms, no arms but they have no the arms, pits. no shoulders. But armpits. <laughs> <laughs> it's so the worst part of the arm. They got that. They got the sweatiest part of the arm. <laughs> left off the rest of it that's actually useful. Um, no, they have small pits called um, fusas, fossas, F-O-S-S-A-S. And those are located between the eyes and the nostrils. On the, um, they're, they're located on the L'Oreal parts of the... L'Oreal Paris? Because he's worth it. <laughs> Is that your joke? Dang it. <laughs> I'm glad you did that. You set it up. So just imagine you have like your your, your snake you, with the two nostrils on the very tip. And then there's two holes directly behind the nostrils that are significantly bigger. And then the eyes. So those two holes are the pits. <laughs> <laughs> you definitely don't want to be around those two holes. It's the pits. <laughs> Uh, so inside of these L'Oreal pits, uh, there are specialized organs that can detect infrared radiation. So for those of you out there that do not know what infrared radiation is, I'll give you a little, uh, little physics rundown. Uh, so radiation comes in waves, goes in waves, comes and goes. Uh, some waves we can see, and those are visible light, and some waves we can't see, like radio and microwaves. Infrared is just outside the visible light spectrum, um, and so it's invisible, um, and it's usually created by heat. So, warm-blooded animals give off more infrared radiation than whatever their whatever their backdrop is, a tree or, you know, sand or something like that. Mm-hmm. Um so that's how they can identify their prey against whatever background um, the prey is against. 
uh, as the radiation from the animal hits the organ, uh, the since it has two organs, it can triangulate the position, just like our eyes can judge the distance of something because we have binocular vision. They have binoc binasalier. Um, by olfactor it's it's not smell it's not sight it is a sixth sense for real because they can actually it's and the um it's heat vision just like the vampire bat has which Mm. we mentioned it in the vampire bat but i wanted to go into it more in this episode um so just like the um what is it the starno's mole Mm -hmm. where it touches something and immediately like can kind of almost visualize it with tactile sense this does the same thing but with infrared. So then they did a test where they deprived pit vipers of their sight and smell. I don't want to know how they did that. Hopefully it was tiny just tiny blindfolds. Yeah, hopefully it was tiny blindfolds and like little like those tiny little like shotgun earplugs just in their nose. <laughs> um, and then and then they gave a uh, they passed a moving target that was zero point three six Fahrenheit warmer than the background. And the pit vipers hit it with accuracy. Hmm. So it just needs to be a little bit warmer than the background. And then they don't need to be able to see or smell their prey. That's all they need is that infrared. Um, all they need is that L'Oreal. <laughs> <laughs> so this allows the pit viper or the Western Diamondback Rattlesnake, but all pit vipers, um, to hunt at night as easily or maybe more easily as they would during the day because they can see their prey when their prey can't see them as well. And also helps them avoid predators so they've got a lot of defenses against predators their, mm-hmm. their rattle their hiss their the fact that they make themselves kind of bigger by coiling up and being ready to strike and then they can also see at night um, and they can also regulate their body temperature with l'oreal <laughs> <laughs> i'm just picturing this rattlesnake with like not a sponsor just just long like uh, <laughs> fabio hair <laughs> just washing it slowly in the shower um but yeah, that's the that's that's all I got for the. <laughs> Do you think that's what Medusa uses? Is Lori? Oh yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Does she have pit vipers? They are venomous. They're not like cobras. Yeah, they gotta be venomous. Cobras are venomous. Well, I mean, they're You're saying they're venomous and they're not cobras. Yeah. So pit vipers is a good bet. Actually, in Monsters Inc., um, what's her name? Celia definitely has rattlesnakes. On her head. Oh, that's right, yeah. Because they they hiss and, and rattle when she gets mad. Yeah. Go watch Monsters, Inc. <laughs> Everyone who has <laughs> Unless you're driving. Then we'll describe it for you. Yeah, okay. Anyway, so the opening scene is <laughs> Sully and Mike get waking up for work. <laughs> Mike really wants to drive his new car, but he can't because Sully... <laughs> but first they watch a commercial. He's there super excited because... Oh, I skipped ahead, didn't I? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. How did I remember that? I haven't seen that movie in years. It's a good movie. It that's, is. That's the mark of a good movie is when you remember little details. Do you have anything else? Nope. All right, so that is the Western Diamondback Rattlesnake. Literally the predator. Heat vision. Uh, so, for you out there on Podcastia, close your eyes. Trust your senses. And feel that radiation like the Western Diamondback Rattlesnake in life, death, and taxonomy.
Merry Christmas, everyone. We may have just been talking about heat vision and slithery serpents, but we don't want that to detract from this wonderful time of giving. In fact, this episode is our Christmas gift to you. What's that? You want to get us a gift? But you don't know what to get us? Well, I'm glad you asked. What we want most for Christmas is, you guessed it, quality time with our families remembering the birth of Jesus. Second on the list would probably be a Red Rider BB gun. Then after that, we would love it if you would get together with your friends and family, snuggle up close by the fire, and whisper interesting animal info into their ears. When they inevitably ask you how they can learn such tidbits, tell them that we sent you, and tell them that we said Merry Christmas. Also tell them that their ugly Christmas sweater is actually quite nice. See you next week. Life, Death, and Taxonomy is my favorite in the world podcast. <laughs> like the Western Diamondback Rattlesnake in Life, Death, and Taxonomy. I thought you were going to say feep. I got some. <laughs> I forgot about feep. <laughs> I gotta add that to the list of things to make t-shirts about. <laughs> T-shirt ideas is fawn feeping. <laughs>